This is the final whistle on Ocean FM. Here comes the new League of Ireland season and it looks like Sligo Rovers are getting the old band back together. First, Ed McGinty returns to help keep the goals out. Now Max Matta's back to help ensure that the goals keep going in. We'll hear from the new man who's back for a second stint at the showgrounds, as well as new Rovers captain Niall Morohan on the season predictions which have Rovers finishing near or bottom of the Premier Division table. We'll hear from Will Fitzgerald on getting a Rovers history lesson from Tommy Gorman and Caelan Barlow on how a compliment from a former Rovers legend has worked wonders for his young career. And you're welcome to the programme. This is Austin O'Callaghan and here are the contact details. You can get in touch by WhatsApp 083 3500 530. I don't think we can get text messages at the moment, so WhatsApp will have to do 083 3500 530. You can send us in your Sligo Rover season predictions. Where do you think the team will finish this season? Uh, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, email address sport at oceanfm.ie and on Twitter it's at Ocean. FM Sport. First this evening, another World Swimming Championship final beckons for Mona McSharry. Pickram's going to hold out Shmushka. McSharry will take third. They will be the top three in semi-final one. A winning time, 223.77. Yes, that third place finish earlier this evening from Mona in Doha sees her safely into tomorrow's 200 metres breaststroke final. Her time, 2 minutes 25.12 seconds, was seventh fastest overall from the two semi finals. Her main priority with this 200 this week is to try and get the Olympic qualifying mark of 2 minutes 23.91 seconds. She came close enough to that in her heat this morning and will have another crack at it tomorrow. Uh, the 200 metres breaststroke final is scheduled for 11 minutes to 5 Irish time tomorrow afternoon and we'll share the uh, Eurovision Sport link on our social media platforms if you want to watch that uh, stream from Qatar tomorrow shortly before 5 o'clock Mona's already qualified of course for the 100 metres breaststroke final in Paris this summer she's trying to double that up by making the qualifying standard for the 200 as well. 4.49pm Irish time tomorrow, the final of the 200 uh, women's breaststroke is scheduled. In soccer, the new SSE Airtricity League Premier Division season then begins tomorrow night. A full programme of games. Sligo Rovers will start at Dalyman Park against Bohemians. The match live in full here on Ocean FM from a quarter to eight during Country Jamboree with Paddy Cunningham. Rovers, remember, finished third from bottom last season and there has been a bit of a player clear out over the winter with several of those who didn't quite cut it last term being moved on. A flurry of new faces have arrived and some familiar faces have returned as well for a second spell with the club. Today, Max Matta rejoined Sligo Rovers. He was the club's leading scorer last season when he signed mid-season to join when he left mid-season to join English League One side Shrewsbury in uh, across Channel. But he's back on a short-term loan deal. Matt has been speaking this afternoon to our reporter, Donald Ryan, about why he has returned. The situation in my club over in England... I wasn't finding much game time, so I was 
pretty much looking around where I could go and this was an option for me and it was definitely one that I was excited to take. Was there many other options around the League of Ireland at that maybe you were considering and was Sligo Rovers always your first choice? Sligo was always my first choice, definitely. And t- tell us a little bit about your experience in England. Obviously, you went over in the middle of the, the middle of the Irish season last year. Did you kind of find it difficult to adapt to surroundings over there? Yeah, of course, it was difficult, um, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And I think a lot of people forget about that, like you have to live your life too. So that was definitely a, a tough part, but straight into the games, which was good. Um, but it was also a period of adapting in terms of getting to know the players, staff, everything, philosophy and that. So I didn't have too much time, but I had a visa issue when I first went over. So that gave me a little bit of wiggle room, I guess. And was that something really that you considered, like you talked about life off the pitch as well, maybe being a little bit more difficult when you first went over? Was that something that you ultimately considered when you first made the move? Um, Yeah, so look, it's not the first time that I've moved from one place to another, so I kind of knew what to expect in terms of uh, the unknown. But again, like, it's it's always difficult, you know, making that transition period. And um, it does play a part in your performances on the pitch is... As much as you may think it doesn't, it definitely does. And obviously, as we mentioned already, you're coming back to a familiar kind of setup here as well, playing under John, playing back for Sligo Rovers as well. What can you? How can you see the season progressing for Sligo Rovers now? Um, so first day in, there's a, a lot of new faces, which is good, but still a lot of the same faces, which is also very good, uh, not only for myself, but I think for the club as well. So it's looking like a really strong squad and um, I'm really excited for the first game tomorrow. Obviously, you'll be hoping to hit the ground running whenever you do get back into the squad. I suppose we're not too sure if you're clear to play tomorrow night yet or not. But once you get back into the team, you'll be looking to hit the ground running. Yeah, most definitely. And um, that was one of the main reasons why I decided to come back to Sligo. Um, I don't really... I tried to eliminate the, the problem of adapting again. So Sligo was the perfect option for me. And I suppose the only thing that's really changed since you left is the kind of the amount of new faces around the squad. So you'll be familiar with what John wants to do and how he wants to implement his style of play. Yeah, most definitely. Um, John likes to play an attacking style of football and be on the front foot. So, and and I'm all about that too. So I think coming back in will be uh, exciting for me. And obviously Nando Pinacker still at Sligo Rovers as well. A little bit of a link there to two E or both New Zealand internationals. Now it must have been another kind of selling point for you to come back. Yeah, definitely. Look, I've played a a large part of my career with Nando, actually, so it was always exciting coming back in. Um, He was actually the first person that I saw when when I came in, other than Dara, who picked me up. So, yeah, happy to see Nando again and spend time with him, for sure. And finally, Max, what targets do you have now for whatever time you have with Sligo Rovers this season? Um, Obviously, the main one being score goals and win games. That's pretty much it. Max Mata, who's a bit of red footballer once again, signing today from Shrewsbury Town on a short-term loan deal. We haven't been told officially how long he will be at the Showgrounds for, but he's back for the new season. He won't be eligible to play 
tomorrow night against Bohemians while his international paperwork is completed and cleared. But Rovers are hoping that he will be available to be in the matchday squad for the club's first home game against Derry City a week on Saturday. Well, Rovers manager John Russell has had to do a fair bit of rebuilding in the close season. After several departures, he has signed new faces like J.R. Wilson, Charlie Wiggett, Ollie Denham, Simon Power and Wilson Weweru, among others. He's been talking to Ocean FM Sport about his uh, mood of optimism at the start of this new League of Ireland campaign. You can kind of feel the the buzz around the place, around the showgrounds, around the town. And, and I think, um, you know, some of the the players we've brought in have have played well in the games and it's exciting to see what they'll they'll offer now uh, come the 16th of February. Insofar as you can draw comparisons, has the troll and the search for players this, this close season been more challenging than last? Uh, I think every season is challenging for, for a club like Sligo Rovers because... Um, you're on the back foot in terms of the, the resources you have at your disposal and then the, the pool of players in, in the country is, is quite small but you know I, I feel that the business that we've done you know we signed players that were in the league last year uh, a couple of them under the radar some guys that have got that burning desire and hunger to, to play first team football to, to probably prove people wrong and you know there's, there's a bit of that for me as a, as a manager I've got to prove people wrong as well um, you know I learned a lot last year and uh, you know myself and the staff have uh, analysed everything and, and we're really excited now for, for this season and the, the guys we've assembled it's a young hungry ambitious group and you know the, the, the big thing for me when I brought these guys in was to explain to them about the the DNA of the club, what it, what it's about coming up to Sligo, what the fans expect, and you know I really want to build that connection between the team this year and, and the fans fr- from the off, um, and and hopefully we'll, we'll get that on on uh, Friday the the sixteenth against Bowes. What are your own expectations for this team? Uh, get off to a good start. That's first and foremost. Uh, the only thing too far ahead. Uh, I like to think the big picture all the time, and I do know where I want to take the team and, and where I want to go and look, it takes time to build build a team and have a core group of players I feel we have kept the core group that I wanted from last year um, you know you, you look at Reese who came in Fabrice really talented players you've got Niall Moran Will Fitzgerald with us last year Caelan Barrows had a full season last year with us um, obviously John Mahan and then the, the players that we've brought in you know they're all at a good age profile, kind of 23, 24. It's a hungry group that I feel can play the style of football that I want to implement at the club. Is the squad you have now the squad you're going to have? Or are you still hopeful of finding one or two more players? As a manager, you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't uh, pushing at the, the board or, or the committee. So, yeah, it never stops. Um, the, the window doesn't close until I think it's the 22nd of February it's very tight uh, in terms of the, the money at our disposal but uh, you know I've shown that we've brought in players on loan that I think can do very well this year and that's been a, a really good avenue for for us in terms of paying and doing deals with clubs that you're not paying full salaries and um, you know if I can bring another player or two in I'll definitely try but um, if we don't I do feel that the academy players that we've had in and around the group the last couple of months and, and in the pre-season games they've they've done well um, you know we don't have access that's the only 
thing with the guys that they're still in school so it's probably the summertime where they're in full time with us but I, I do feel confident that they'll, they'll play a part this season Niall Morahan accompanied you to the League of Ireland launch during the week in Dublin can we infer from that that he's going to be the club captain this season? Yeah, Niall, Niall will, will lead us this season um, I think I've spoken to Niall over the last few seasons he, he's got real leadership qualities and it was part of his evolution and I felt, you know, with the players that left at the end of the season, I did want to open up that avenue for him and, and let him grow and, and develop. And, and he's done extremely well, you know, with the way he's conducted himself so far. And I think he's got a big season ahead of him. Every manager will need a little bit of luck that comes with the territory of, of, of League of Ireland football. John Mahan was desperately unlucky in pre-season, rupturing his, crew, his uh, Achilles tendon. Is there any prospect of him playing some part in this season at all? Yeah, look, first and foremost, I think people would see now, yeah, John's out at the moment. He came back in, in unbelievable shape. It was the best I've seen him, you know, physically, mentally, he was dialed in. We were all excited the, the way he arrived back and thinking this kid's going to fly this season and... You know, again, a player who who's come up to the club understands what it means to play for Sligo Rovers, and I felt he was a big season ahead of him. Unfortunately, and it happens in in elite sport, injuries occur, and unfortunately for John and and, and for us, he will miss uh, a number of months. Um, you know, he had an operation quickly, which is good because obviously then you're you're on the road to recovery. When he'd be back, we can't put a, a time on it, but you're looking at months rather than weeks. Um, but hopefully we can we can have a good season and you know that he's coming back towards the, the tail end and it'd be great to get him back in because look, we all know John's ability but we'll help him on his recovery I'm delighted with the medical staff that we have at the club you know Ray Fine and James O'Donnell Tom French has come in and strength and conditioning and they're going to work closely with John now and, and the, the surgeon and uh, make sure that he's ticking all the boxes and, and he'll come back better and stronger To finish do you and Ryan Casey and the management team have a I'm not asking you to share it a, a target for the season where you want to finish in the league I mean obviously you'd like to win it and you'll, you'll aim as high as you can do you set out explicit goals like that? Uh, look we'll definitely be sitting down next week with the group I wanted to kind of let pre-season develop because we didn't have our squad from day one um, you know the big thing for me in the off-season was being patient and you know not diving in and bringing players in just to, for the sake of it or you know, um, panicking, I suppose. Um, so we brought in players only in the last week or two and they're getting a sense of what the club means and you can't really be setting too many goals and, and aspirations until you kind of get to the, the start of the season when you know this is our squad, this is where we're at. You know, if there's another player or two to come in, that changes the, the whole picture and the dynamic and, and your expectations. So we, we do know what the group is capable of from... Um, from what we've seen in training, the quality that we have, the key will be keeping lads on the pitch. Um, with a tight squad, you need to keep your players um, available for selection. And, and we had terrible luck in the past in, in terms of that. You do need a bit of luck as, as a manager to, to have your best players on the pitch playing week in, week out. I, I do feel the squad that we've assembled, that if we keep lads on the pitch, will be a match for any team. It's going to be an unbelievably tight league. There's not going to be much between the teams. There wasn't last year and then this year with Galway and Waterford coming up. Everyone's strengthened and I'm excited for the season and I think it's going to be an exciting um, year ahead. 
John Russell, the Sligo Rovers manager, speaking to Ocean FM Sport. Well, he's assembled a young panel by any standards this season. The two oldest players in the Rovers squad are new signings J.R. Wilson and Simon Power, who joined from Shelburne and Shamrock Rovers, respectively. They're both 25. We're going to hear from two players now who are both under 25, but will be senior members of this Rovers dressing room. Winger Will Fitzgerald, who's beginning his third season at the club. And first, Leitrim's Niall Morahan, who at 23 has been given the captain's armband for 2024. Massive honour for myself and uh, my family. Obviously, I've been at the club a long time, so... Yeah, it is a massive honour to have come up through the ranks and now to be captain of the first team and delighted that uh, John sees me in that light. So uh, hopefully now I can step up and, and lead the lads well. Did you ever wear the captain's armband before for the Carrick Town under-12s or academy team here? Um, not for Carrick Town anyways, no, but um, the under-19s a couple of times would have taken the armband. So that was it pretty much. You're 23, you're still a young man, but... Let's face it, you're probably one of the senior heads in the Sligo Rovers dressing room now. That's right, yeah. As a lot of people know, I've been around for, for a good while now. Um, and as I, was, as I was saying to you, we've, we've quite a young team. So, um, yeah, I think it's important for a few of the lads like myself that have that bit of experience to, to step up and, and, I suppose, be that vocal point and, and leaders on the pitch. What sort of a dressing room has John Russell assembled in your mind? Because you're getting to know the new arrivals this season, t- together with the guys who are still here from last. H- what would you describe? That, how would you describe that dynamic in the Rovers dressing room? It's a really good dressing room. A uh, bunch of good lads. Obviously, it takes a, a while to gel at the start, but um, yeah, listen, everyone's getting on well. Hungry lads, eager to win, and um, yeah, everyone's everyone's really looking forward to the season. Does the captaincy doesn't carry any extra weight for you? It's not going to unduly burden your own expressive football nature? No, no, it won't affect the way I play on the pitch. Probably just have to be that bit more vocal and um, keep a few lads in line maybe. But uh, no, I, I can't see it affecting my game anyways. I know there'll be predictions about the season ahead in the papers, in the press and online. I don't know if you read or pay any attention to that, but if they have Sligo Rovers in the lower half of the table, can you guys use that as fuel or ammunition in the dressing room? Definitely, yeah. I think it's a, a sign of motivation if you know people are having us down the pecking order. But um, yeah, I think, I think think it's good in a way. No one's expecting much of us, so I think we could be a, a surprise package this year. We have high ambitions and we're definitely out to prove a lot of people wrong. What's going to be the key to a good season, do you think, apart from scoring goals, obviously? That's the, that's the main objective, isn't it? But, um, I think consistency. I think last year and um, in previous seasons, we've, we've shown really good signs at times. But in the weeks after that, we could be night and day, you know. So I think it's, um, this year it's all about the consistency, having the good performances week in, week out. It looks a very tight Premier Division. Galway and Waterford, on paper, look to be coming up with ability, with money and with fresh talent. Uh, it's hard to see too many weak links in this top tier. That's right, yeah. There, there'll be no easy games this year. But, um, yeah, I suppose Yeah, you'll just have to try and go out and, and win every week. That's all you can do. Um, you'll know there'll be no easy games, battles every week. And, um, yeah, I suppose that's all you can do. Go out and try your best. But your energy is as rich as ever for the new season? Definitely, yeah. Can't wait. 
um, not long to go now. So we've we've had a good preseason under our belts. All the lads are excited, so can't wait to get going. And the opening match is against Bohemians at Dalymount Park. Um, I know we like to think that we'll we'll have the showgrounds as a fortress, but picking up points on the road. That's going to be a key factor in how far you can climb this table, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. And I think, especially first game away from home, you want to get the season off to a good start. But yeah, definitely, you want to you want to be winning all your home games. As you said, have have the showgrounds as a fortress. But you want to be picking up points on the road as well. That's that's very important in this league. And one thought on that. I mean, the Dalyman Park is going to be a sellout for that opening game. I know the capacity is restricted, but. That's becoming a little bit more of the norm at some grounds in the League of Ireland now. Do you notice that as a player, that you have a full house sign at some of these matches? Yeah, definitely. It's great to see. I think the league is growing year on year. And it's great to see the, the signs of that early on in the season. First games are, are selling out. So, um, yeah, listen, it's great to see. And I suppose you want to be playing in front of packed out stadiums every week. So it is, it's, it's really good to see. OK, this is Sligo Rovers' Will Fitzgerald. Well, I hadn't realised properly until today just how young this Sligo Rovers squad is. You're 24 and we think you're one of the eldest guys in this dressing room. Yeah, it's a, it's a young squad, you know. Um, a few of the senior boys from last year, they obviously departed the club and uh, it brought down the average age quite significantly. Um, I think, you know, uh, one of the youngest might only be 25, 26, but... Uh, but that being said, you know, there's a, there's a lot of lads with a lot of, you know, senior experience within the league and within the, within the changing room, you know. So hopefully, hopefully that can uh, come to our benefit. And although it is a young squad, we're all hungry, we're all flying fit. And uh, yeah, we're looking to show that on the pitch this year. Well, in terms of experience, you're certainly one of the guys with plenty of miles on the clock at such a young age. How conscious of you are that, that people may be looking to you to a degree in terms of understanding how this new League of Ireland uh, scene for some of the new arrivals works? Yeah, to be fair, um, I, re- I really enjoy taking on that uh, responsibility. You know, this is maybe my, my seventh or eighth year in the league and I have put up uh, many games. So although I'm young, um, I'm, I'm not afraid to, you know, pull, pull a young lad to the side and uh, let him know like what he's doing right, what he's doing, what he's doing wrong and where he can improve, you know. So I look forward to taking on that responsibility this year and hopefully a lot of other lads can, uh, can do that also and uh, we can push on as a group because we're going to need it this year and we're going to need every, every senior figure in the changing room to really step up this year. Some Sligo Rovers fans were apprehensive that you might go la- at the end of last season, but you didn't, you're still here. What has prompted you to stay? Um, to be fair, um, it, it was a fairly easy decision for me. Um, I remained in contact with Ross and uh, I've really bought into everything he's trying to do and the vision he's trying to bring to the club and, the, and to the community, you know, from, from day one, um, two, three years ago. So, um, and to be fair, I really, I really fell in love with the place. I really do enjoy living in Sligo since, since I've adopted it as my second home, to, to be fair, the last few years. So, so um, once, once I knew the interest was still there, um, I was fairly excited to sign on the dotted line and come back and uh, really just, you know, pull on the Sligo Rovers jersey again. It's something I, I don't take for granted and I, I really do enjoy. And hopefully this year I could uh, hopefully make my 100 parents. And I know if I do, it'll be something I'll be forever grateful of. Rovers fans like your style of play. You had an injury-interrupted season last year. And I'm just wondering how much that took out of you, that frustration when you, you know, you want to be on the pitch, but you just physically can't. 
Yeah, um, it was a frustrating period. I felt I was playing well. The team were doing well um, around, you know, late summertime, late summertime. And uh, the injury came at an unfortunate time for me, I suppose, in the season and in, in my career. But uh, uh, I worked hard to come back um, for the last few games of the season, which was uh, an aim of mine. So, um, yeah, it was frustrating, but I, I really used all that frustration and put it into coming back uh, stronger and better. And uh, I had a great preseason under my belt. I think we all did. And all the players came through relatively unscathed in terms of injuries. So that's all you can really hope for. And we're just we're just raring for the season now to kick off. Most of the season predictors where teams and clubs are going to finish this season... The ones we've read so far appear to have Sligo Rovers in the bottom half of the table. Can you guys use that as fuel or ammunition? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to, you know. Um, we'll be looking to surprise a few a few people this year and um, it's something we're excited and looking forward to doing. Um, I think you look at the new lads who came in, they've really gelled with everyone and we have a lot of lads who came through the academy and even myself being at the club now three years, I know what the club means to the community to the town and what it means for Sligo Rovers to be doing well and I think uh, Ross and the coaching staff have done brilliantly in instilling that into the, the new lads of, that have come in you know in subtle ways but you know we sp- uh, Tommy Gorman spoke to us down in Westport and gave a beautiful depiction of the history of the club and he's a Sligo Rovers fanatic and I think that went down a, a treat with, with everyone within the dressing room and even more recently you know highly decorated psychologist Shane Martin who is a Monaghan native, but he relocated to Sligo after falling in love with the place and has been a fan for decades. He spoke about the, the position of privilege that we're in and harnessing that and using that, you know, them feelings of gratitude uh, to elicit a, po- a positive response or a positive action and results. So little things like that, you know, they go down a treat within, within, the, within the changing room. And I think, I think it's something we can really take from it and benefit us for the season. You're sounding more Sligo than I am at this stage, Will. But I'm interested, I mean, obviously, you've taken that to your heart, learning about the place and learning about the Sligo football heritage. Yeah, um, to be fair, look, I've, I've been here three years now and, uh, you know, I've come across a lot of different personalities, a lot of different, you know, characters within, within the club, outside the club. And, you know, you can't help when you, when you hear the passion that these that these people have for, for this football club. You, you can't help but, you know, really take it on board and really really want to go out and do well and, and even re- just read up more on it, you know, educate yourself more on it. You know, it's, it really is something something incredible like to see, especially when you're involved in the football club. And it really is a driving force and it can be a driving force for, for the group this year. And, you know, it's going to be important. It's going to be important for us. And we're looking forward to harnessing that and really going out and showing the fans that well, what this club does mean to us as a group. To finish, I'm not going to ask you for any predictions, but just if there was a nugget you could give the Sligo Rovers fans as someone who's getting to know your new teammates who've arrived here at the showgrounds, from what you've seen on the training ground and on the Sean Fallon Centre and in the pre-season games so far, do you like what you see from the, the, the squad that's around you? I do, I do. And you know what, it's, it's very exciting to see um, every day on the, cha- on, on the training ground to see... Um, to see us clicking, to see little things that the coaching staff are trying to get, points they're trying to get over to us, to see us all clicking, which is good, especially for a lot of the new lads when they come into a new group. It's so good to see how quickly they're adapting. And, you know, it's exciting. It is a young group, like you mentioned, but um, we're clicking, we're fit, we're hungry, and we just can't wait for the season to get going. And hopefully the fans can, can have something to identify with once it does. And we're all, we're all looking forward to that as a group.
Sligo Rovers winger Will Fitzgerald and before that the new team captain Niall Morahan ahead of the new season. Next to Caelan Barlow, a former captain of the Republic of Ireland under 15 team. He grew up in Grange but spent much of his football time and underage career across the road from the showgrounds playing with Merville and Sligo Leitrim representative sides. He's been chatting to the final whistle about his very early Sligo Rovers and football memories. My early football memories will probably be in the the grass pitch just in front of my driveway in Grange, um, in Courthouse Drive. We have a green patch and my dad used to buy us goals just to set up each side. And I remember my mum used to come out and play with me and we have a lot of people on the street so we play a little 7v7s and 8v8s and I used to love it. I used to come home from school and I used to run upstairs, boots straight on, out on the pitch with the lads just messing around and look, I really enjoyed it and... Probably club-wise, my early days um, was Merville United. I went in playing in the like, academy, I say, at the age of six and seven. And I kind of took a break um, from football for a while. I uh, wasn't really enjoying it. And I went back playing then at the age of What 12. age were you when you took the break? I stopped playing at 10, 11, and then went back at 12. And at the time... I wasn't really sure if I was going to stick at it or not and to see if I enjoyed it again, really. But I went, and I this is what I remember, just being on the on the AstroTurf down below there. And it was just at a Slug Leitrim trial. And I remember Johnny Kenny, um, senior Johnny Kenny, um, had turned around and he just said, where has this kid been? And then that was kind of, it was a confidence step. So then I went on to play for Slug Leitrim that year under 12 and I really just kicked on from then. But just to hear from Johnny Kenny Sr., where's this fella been? That was a little personal vote of confidence in your head. Yeah, so I'm my biggest critic and I'm always in my own head. Uh, am I performing well? Am I doing well? Am I not? And at that age, I know I'm still young, but I was always, am I good enough? Would I be good enough? Is there a point in me doing this? And I think that, just from what he said that day... Um, I'll still remember it to this day and that kind of gave me that confidence boost to kick on and I think ever since that I just kicked on I've kept an eye at a distance on your career as an underage player you captained the Republic of Ireland under 15 so you, you are well regarded in the Irish football scene and you've broke through to the senior Rovers squad as home fans hope a couple of the local guys will and you're one of them and the local player, when he makes a pass or switches the play, there's a round of applause, a ripple of applause in the showgrounds that local players get. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? They like yeah. to see the local guy do well. It's nothing... Yeah, absolutely. Um, you obviously have myself and Niall and John who have made that step from academy football into first-team football and we can feel it definitely. And I've just spoken, I've just said, we feel the onus more so than the lads that are coming from elsewhere because we've been here from the age of... I've been here since 14. I'm sure Niall and John have been the same. And there's almost an onus on us because we're around the town, especially me, who I've grown up in town. I know the lads are outside of town, but I go down there every day and there's people that I've seen from the age of 10, 11 who I've known, my mates from school and stuff. And because it's in a community club, I think everyone's together in this you've got the volunteers who we're forever grateful for for the amount of work they do around the club you've got season ticket holders you've got people putting in day and day work in this place and it's for them really like we go out on the pitch and we feel a different responsibility I think that we need to perform for the people of Sligo You talk about the onus that the local guys have it's not 
pressure though it's not an undue burden on your shoulders is it it can be um i think a few times last year uh i personally did feel that onus that pressure which i really enjoyed i've just spoken i said i really enjoyed the pressure um of having to pick up results because i know we've always hit a dip last year and it wasn't the season we wanted it to be and there was times last year where things weren't going for us and i think i know i'm still only 20 but i've now played a lot of senior games so it doesn't really matter what age you are i've got the experience so i've tried to step up last year in terms of goals and assists and i want to improve on that again this season so i remember last year the bowls game we were under a bad spell and it was just about getting the three points and we started like a house on fire we were three nil up i think early doors and I think that's all what it's all about. It's just from us boys from Sligo just sticking together and getting everyone through it and showing the lads that are coming in what it means to be from Sligo and play for Sligo Rovers. And you're getting to know your new teammates. Are you excited by what's coming around you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the lads have come in, they've been brilliant, every single one of them. Um, they've done brilliant in pre-season, they've gelled really quickly and on top of it all, they're great lads. Um, they want to learn and on top of wanting to learn they're brilliant technically physically and they're not afraid of doing the hard yards so I think the fans have a lot to look forward to this year Whether it's online social media television radio there won't probably be too many pundits tipping Sligo Rovers to finish top of the table does that irritate you or can you use it to motivate yourselves? Yeah absolutely not it doesn't irritate any of us whatsoever I know by the atmosphere around the group and if anything I think the boys actually prefer it there's nothing better than being an underdog because you go out on the pitch knowing there's nothing really expected of you because people are doubting you and then you turn around in 90 minutes time and you're after surprising the whole entire country because everyone's doubted you and like I said I think a lot of that's going to happen this year Um, I was just saying I heard a lot of noise from the outside people doubting us and look I can understand why they doubt us, but I think the fans have a lot to look forward to this year. As someone finally who learned his football trade on the front lawn in Grange or on the pitch at Merville across the road here from the showgrounds, and as someone who has stood on the Rovers' terraces, what would your message be to the supporters at the start of this new season? Yeah, I think the main thing is just to stick with us. Um, they were brilliant last year. I thought they were brilliant the year beforehand when I was in, and I've obviously got a taste for first-team football, and I think if we just stay together this year, stick together, there's going to be tough times. There always is in football. I think if everyone just gels this year, like we always do, I think we'll have a good year. Sligo Rovers, Caelan Barrow at the start of the new SSE Electricity League Premier Division season, which begins for Sligo Rovers at Dillyman Park tomorrow night. Bohemians against Rovers is live here on Ocean FM from a quarter to eight with Donald Ryan and Jessica Farry on commentary. When we come back, we'll be looking back at last weekend's Leitrim Sports Star Award. The final whistle with Austin O'Callaghan. Well, the Leitrim Sports Star Awards ceremony took place last Saturday night at Lochrin Castle outside Mohill, celebrating the sporting achievements from the 2023 year in the county. And the winners on Saturday night included Mirren Devaney of Leitrim GAA and Sligo Rovers, winning senior sports individual 
Award. She shared that with Piedmont United soccer player Dervila Byrne. The junior sports individual gong was also shared between Darren Cox from Anadolf Gaelic Footballers and Jim O'Connell, who had a terrific year in rugby with Carrick Rugby Club, with Sligo Grammar School winning a double double in schools, league, and cup at Connacht Senior A level. And of course, he was selected for the Ireland under 18 schools boy, schoolboy side last August. Jason Jason Clancy, the boxing coach and father of Olympic bound Dean Clancy, was named Coach of the Year from the Sean McDermott Jimmy Manor Hamilton. The juvenile team of the year was the Carrick on Shannon Rugby under 16 team. Catherine McGann from St Joseph's National School in Leitrim Village won School Sports Teacher of the Year. Declan Darcy. Lee Trim's 1994 Connacht Championship winning captain was one of the special guests of the night as he was inducted into the awards Hall of Fame on the 30th anniversary of that Connacht Championship final success. There were special achievements awards for Holly Mitchell from St Clair's Primary School in Manor Hamilton and for endurance athlete Liam Cox who completed that momentous lap of the map to raise money for Northwest Stop in 2023. Drum Athletic Club were named Club of the Year. Ballinamore Shauna Heslands women's Gaelic footballers won Team of the Year for reaching the All Ireland Club final. The overall award went to another Ballinamore Gaelic footballer, but these days she wears the blue of Dublin. She's a Leitrim native, but she won an All Ireland senior football title with the Dubs from midfield last August. She is Ailish O'Dowd, and she won the top prize on Saturday night, the overall Sports Star of the Year accolade. O'Dowd is currently in Australia, where she's getting ready to play Australian rules football with the Sydney Giants later this year. So her mum, Sheila, accepted the award on Eilish's behalf last Saturday night and she spoke to Ocean FM Sports. Absolutely, I am the proudest mum, along with her dad, Brian. I mean, he's equally as as proud as I am. Um, I suppose we have watched her, you know, grow the journey from a young child when she started off uh, playing underage football and at one point... I used to say to her, listen, Eilish, I don't think it's for you because she was just finding it so tough. Like, she was playing with the under-9s mixed team, so it was boys and girls. And Eilish was out there and she was heading the wrong way with the ball. And, like, we had the older girls that were well used to the football and we said, ah, here, this this is just too hard on her, you know, we'll not, we'll not ever do in this. And I was probably, one of the things I said to her was, you know, you can give it up if, if you don't really want to. And, but she didn't. She said, no, I'm going to keep going. And she went on and she, you know, she kept going playing underage uh, football under 12s, you know, with the county 14s right up to uh, intermediates. And then she played with the senior ladies. Um, I suppose for a number of years she played with them. And uh, because her work took her to Dublin and she was commuting up and down for training sessions two and three times a week. Uh, she finally made the decision that she was going to play with a club in Dublin because a number of her friends had been playing there. Sure. Was Gaelic football always her thing, sporting-wise? Gaelic football, I suppose she would have turned her hand at everything. I mean, when they were little, we would have, you know, she would have done gymnastics, she would have done basketball, she would have done um, athletics, you know, she did quite a lot of athletics, you know, as, as all of the girls did. But Gaelic, I suppose, was the real thing because it was the team sport. And that's where her friends, I suppose, when they were in school, you know, they, they were they were playing with the schools. Um, so, yeah, Gaelic would have been her, her, main, her main sport. 
and I'm sure as a Leitrim mum, ideally you'd love to see her playing for Leitrim, but she's happy, you know, where she is, the time of her stage of her life, playing with Dublin was the right thing for her. Yeah, but she, she did play with Leitrim for a number of years. Like, she would have been playing with Leitrim right up until she was probably 23. Uh, and then because she was commuting for a, for a number of years, as I was saying, like she, she just felt that sure. she, she couldn't give the commitment to Leitrim. So she wanted to not give up football, but she wanted to continue playing. And she was lucky enough to start playing with Nafina Club in, um, in North Dublin. And then she was, you know, she went from there into being chosen to, to go on to the Dublin Senior Panel. Does she like winning these sort of personal, individual accolades? she wouldn't expect it at all like Ailish no she wouldn't be somebody that would be expecting to win something like this not at all she'd be very much a team player and she'd love to be part of a team that would win something but on a personal level she wouldn't it wouldn't be something that she would be thinking for herself because it's it's, it's basically it's a team sport and closer to home you've been able to watch Ballinamore in the local area going so well as well yes. there's been a lot going on yeah yeah Ballinamore has been it has been a fantastic year for us because I suppose I would always have said to the girls when they were younger, I said, I want one of you, you know, we have four girls, I say, I want one of you to play, to give us a day out in Crow Park. I don't mind who it is or what what team you're playing with, but we'd like one of you to do it. And 2023, all three of the footballers in, in the family brought us to Crow Park. So it was absolutely fantastic, yeah. You must be a full-time sports supporter, so are you, Sheila? full-time supporter yeah I mean because we were traveling all around the country with the watching the Dublin girls so we would have went to all the games I think bar the the Kerry you know a game that was was in Tralee so we didn't go to that one but we would have been watching it it would have been streamed but we would have went all over the country with them and all over the you know with with the lead or with the girls playing with um Shauna Hesland's you know right through for the county we would have went at all those games so there wasn't a weekend we were sometimes we had to choose is it are we going with the Dublin team or are we going with, with the Leitrim team so and to finish she's in Australia at the moment is that for business or pleasure or both oh well she went she went, She took a year out uh, from her teaching career she took leave of absence for a year and she decided to go travelling so she has ended up in Sydney and um, I suppose she's got an offer there to play with AFL with the Sydney Giants and um, she's accepted it so she's going to start now with pre-season training uh, she has a programme now for training and um, that season runs from May to November so she's there till November anyway and we'll see then where where she goes from there on so there'll be a late night or very early morning live stream feeds in the O'Dowd household to watch the AFL down under there will there will definitely because they're they're 11 hours um, ahead of us so um, yeah so the, the time difference does make a difference you have to you have to um, keep up with the jazz yeah, so hopefully we'll, we'll be able to we'll be able to watch some of the games where I'm not really sure yet TJ Gahar do show some of those those games but it's all new to us, so we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. Well, Sheila, congrats to Ailish tonight. Well-deserved award. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. OK, well, sharing the Senior Sports Individual Award for 2023 along with Derville Laburn of Pima United is Mirren Devaney of Leitrim and Sligo Rovers. This is not your first award to win, Mirren, but I'm sure you're appreciative of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and sharing it alongside Derville as well is is even more special you know we're both playing in the National League now a few years and 
uh, there's a good rivalry when we meet but you know she's the only other Leach native playing at senior level and you know it, it's great when the two of us meet on the pitch there's, there's a good old crack and it's all friends after so yeah there's a good chance you could be marking one another this season absolutely you wouldn't know where we'd run into each other on the field but you know what it'll, it'll be all guns blazing now and looking forward to the season ahead how do you look back on the last 12 months Oh, God, with absolute thrill and delight. It couldn't have went any better if it tried. You know, uh, four senior championships, um, it's, it's things dreams are made of and, and, a, and a, a cup medal at the end of it as well. So I'm absolutely over the moon and uh, look, hopefully it's an even better 2024. And you're not the only Devaney winning titles in the last while. Your younger sister, Anna, won in All-Ireland with St. Clair's. So uh, are you comparing medals and notes these days? Ah, no, definitely not. There's good old crack about it too. Uh, she's not the most competitive. She laughs it off, you know. Um, but I was delighted for her to win and I went down to watch them. And, and you know, she, she was brilliant. She worked hard and I was delighted for her to get the medal at the end of it too. You're back with Sligo Rovers, which Sligo Rovers fans are delighted about. You have your, your Gaelic Games commitments as well. Will you be able to balance the two this year, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm delighted to be back with Sligo now and... Um, I wouldn't go back there if I didn't think I could balance it. So I'm really looking forward to the season ahead, both on the, the Gaelic field and the soccer field. Um, you know, there, there's plenty to improve on in both codes, but, you know, we'll strive for that now and uh, hopefully it'll be a successful season. You must be a very organised person between college in Galway and all your sporting commitments. How do you do it? Oh, my mother my, my mother mightn't agree to that one, but, ah, yeah, look, when, when you really enjoy it as much as I do, you make it work and sometimes we're only human things will clash and you've got to make decisions and, and that's all part of sport and life so you just get on with it you make your decision and you move on Congratulations tonight Thanks a million Well the team of the year for 2023 Ballon Amor Shauna Heslins will come as no surprise and Sarah McLaughlin is here with me one of the team members we know you through Leitrim and your other Gaelic football exploits but to win with the club I'm guessing Sarah mattered a lot to you it's right there at the top, honest to God. Um, like just, I suppose, I don't know whether it's that I'm older than that, um, that I see the, the game differently. Like at the end of our year, we lost in Crow Park. Maybe 10, 20 years ago, I'd still be talking that the pinnacle of everything would be winning in Crow Park in 2007. But for me, losing in Crow Park didn't matter this year. You're surrounded by your friends, your club friends. and. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the Leitrim team that we had, we were such great friends, but there's just something very um, special about being part of your club, um, winning with your club, you know, recognising all the faces. Um, at all of our games, you know, I had my husband there, my little three-year-old Bobby, he's three this week, and it just was so much more of a family thing you know, recognising all the neighbours, the townspeople, all the people you grew up with. You know, you go to a Leitrim game and you'd have your parents there, maybe some siblings on a bigger game or that. But, you know, coming to your club games and seeing your whole townspeople there, there's just something so special about that. Did you see this championship run coming? Definitely not. I don't think any of us saw it coming. And to be honest, like, it was such a long season that when we won the Senior B and it was played so quite late in the season, there was definitely discussions about do we go beyond Leitrim and represent Leitrim in Connacht? And we're like, you have to, you know, we won't take the fine and it's bad manners. You know, we'll, sure, we'll go over to play Mayo. No doubt we'll be beaten and we'll be finished in two weeks. 
And, you know, I remember we had a training in Ballinacargie and Roshan McHugh turned to me and was like, oh, so glad this is the last night we have to do this drive. And I went, Roshan, we have four more matches. Don't know what you're talking about. And she laughed and we all laughed because we genuinely thought we were going over to Mayo to lose. Little did we realise, you know, we actually bet Mayo quite easily that day, quite comprehensively. And then suddenly you're facing into a Connacht final, you know. The last time I was in the Connacht final was 2005 with Aha Willen, you know, and suddenly now it was like 2023 and you're there with your home club, you know, something so special. And then that Connacht final, like we, you know, we were over in Sligo on their territory. It was really hard. We weren't allowed to warm up in Markovich Park. You know, it was very, very awkward conditions and uh, playing a very, very strong team. And um, yeah, we were very lucky and definitely in the first half. Um, they definitely kicked a lot wide and uh, yeah, Connacht, Connacht champs after that day, All-Ireland semi down in Ballinamore, like what dreams are made of, you know, in front of your home crowd. These are great memories for you and your teammates. Oh, they really are. Like, and I'm so especially delighted for Roshan McHugh and our team. Roisin is, you know, a fabulous footballer. She's been with Leitrim Ladies the last number of years. And, you know, sadly for Roisin, she has spent a lot of that time on the bench. I went to Leitrim Ladies Division 4 final last year. And, uh, you know, obviously expecting Roisin to start. Your club mate, she's, as you've seen this year, she's just incredible. She sat on the bench where, you know, they're losing. We're expecting her to come in. She didn't come in. So for Roisin, I'm so glad. There she is now. I'm so glad... Um, you know, having stepped away to take a break from Leitrim Ladies to just focus on club and get her confidence back. I'm so personally glad for her that she has just had an outstanding year. I don't think there's a mantelpiece large enough in the country to hold all of her accolades from this year. Effusive praise for Roshi McHugh uh, of Ballinamore and Leitrim from her clubmate Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah was speaking at last Saturday's Leitrim Sports Star Awards for 2023, where Ballinamore Shauna Heslin's women's Gaelic footballers were named T- Team of the Year after winning the Connacht LGFA Intermediate Club Football title and famously reaching the All Ireland Club Decider at. Crow Park. A reminder that the final whistle is available for you as a podcast each week on oceanfm.ie and wherever you get your podcast to find it, search for the final whistle or Ocean FM Sport wherever you get your pods. We're back with you next Thursday night, same time, same place.